Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscri- subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter and make sure to print off our cheat sheet at HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet. A friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I am here with my lovely sister, Ashley. Hello. Hello. And we are in Toronto, our first time in Canada. Yeah. Eh? Eh, I know. <laughs> I feel like I've been saying A a lot. I know. I feel like my, my voice is different. And we've never been to Canada. There's no reason for that. I know, but we no. pick up weird Mm-mm. dialects. And then we feel valid. People think that we are making fun of them, but no, we're the messed up ones that just randomly start saying things like y'all want to go to Texas. I'm like, I've never said y'all in my entire life, yet I'm here and I'm saying y'all. Yes. But now I'm here saying, hey. That's right. So if you guys want to hop online to the fantasy show, sportsshow.com, and enter the promo code HERFFB1 to get $2 off your ticket for tomorrow, that would be fabulous. There's lots of fun things to do. So I hop over here, and uh, the fantasy footballers are here. Woohoo! We are here, obviously, the best, and uh, we will be talking with you at our booth tomorrow. So Brandon is off right now, manning the booth. Uh, we are doing a fun contest. We can put your name in. You can enter to be a guest on our SiriusXM show. Um, not tonight, but in a future date. So, yeah. well, let's talk about some NFL news. It was a bad day yesterday for injuries. Julian Edelman carted off the field, non-contact injury. Yikes. Torn ACL, most yep. likely. Done. Done. Boom. Uh, Spencer Ware was carted off the field. Same kind of thing, non-contact injury with the right knee, but that was just a sprain. Yes. Thank goodness. Silver lining. Silver lining. Yes, Silver guess. lining. Even though he lost his starting job now. I don't know about you, but uh, I think we spent some time Googling to see uh, how many of those guys we've uh, already drafted and screwed over our team. So welcome to late August. I was so relieved though because I thought I had Julian Edelman and I went and checked and I, I didn't have him in the league that I actually cared about. Right. That I've already drafted for and I was like, Thank God. Yeah, she's like, I have Julian Edelman, Spencer Ware, and Blake Bortles in the same league. I go, wow, you're really bad at your job. <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> no, it is value. I got Bortles, like, so late, so yeah. late, and he was a top-ten quarterback. He should be on your waiver He's wire. terrible. You mm, do not want to mm. ever watch Blake Bortles play, but he was a top-ten quarterback. So for value of where I got him, now it's not value, obviously. That's but, right. But I didn't have him. Turns out I was a filthy liar myself, and I did not have him. It was Stafford and Hoyer. Not that Hoyer's better, but at least he's playing. Well, let's keep talking about filthy liars. Ezekiel Elliott plans on appearing at his suspension appeal uh, the 29th. Yeah. So hopefully by the 29th we know what's going to happen to Ezekiel because uh, that's not fun. Although it doesn't really matter because he's still going in the second round. So you're going to have to pay for him even if he's out for seven games. Too rich, too rich for my blood. Six plus a buy. Absolutely. Yep. All right, Ashley, what do you think the Patriots are going to do without Julian Edelman? Well, I think this is really good news for James White owners, or if you want to draft James White, he's got a really easy strength of schedule. So, and James White is just one of those guys that you watch him play and you're like, is he actually going to score me enough points? And he just kind of trickles his points throughout the season. And I, so I think he's going to really benefit. Brandon Cooks is going to benefit. 
Um, there's, there's talk of Chris Hogan. People are really excited about Hogan. I'm not sure I jumped quite on that train just yet. But again, it's value. You can get him pretty low. So We were here yesterday in the, the middle pick. of the talk when we had it, and we said, oh, I don't know about Chris Hogan. And then our lovely friend here Googles, he's like, oh, Chris Hogan had a really good game. And it's like, ah, ah it's the Patriots. Of course he did. But Hogan's got potential. And if anyone, Belichick is certainly going to get that potential out of Hogan. I like, I like what I see out of Chris Hogan. But it's all about opportunity, right? So unfortunately, he's been kind of waiting for someone like Edelman to go down. They don't play the same position. Um, but Belichick can certainly make anyone on his offense shift and make that work. So the question is going to be, is Hogan going to be that guy that he shifts around? Maybe. The talent's there. Well, let's see here. James White's ADP is in the 13th round right now. That's my friend. Yeah, but that's going to jump up. Value. Although we never suggest drafting a New England Patriot running back. But James White is the only exception because he's a specialized player. They're going to use him in different ways. Other than that, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, but part of the reason you don't do it is because you had Edelman, right? You had Edelman right there in the slot who's going to take those short passes. But now that threat is gone. And they really don't have a, you know, anyone to fill that role per se. So that does increase James White Scott. He's and, not, not going to go. In the and as game. we said, if you don't own Gronk, Bill Belichick's pure goal is to screw your fantasy team over. So it's just... You stay away if you don't have Gronk or Brady, right? All right, Kareem Hunt was going in the seventh round in most leagues. That ADP is obviously going to shoot up. Even with Spencer Ware coming back, it's just a sprain. But there's a controversy there. What do you think, Ashley? Where, where are you going to draft him? I mean, he's been declared the starter now. So For this weekend. You know, I... I like Hunt. I'm usually really wary of rookie running backs. They are not, they're not my jam. I, I generally stay away. But I think there's a lot of talent there. And overall, I'm not impressed with the receiving core for the Chiefs. So they have very limited offense there to work with, other than potentially Kelsey. But Kelsey's going to be double teamed because, again, he's really the only viable wide receiver other than Tyreek Hill. But, again, you got a little bit of a flash. Tyreek Hill loses a little there, bit of so. his volume or without the special teams this year, sure. I like Again. Hunt. I think Hunt will do well. I th- I've been impressed with him in the preseason. Um, but they do tend to run two backs there, as we've seen the last few seasons. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put Ware on the goal line once he is healthy. And so he may vulture some of your t- your touchdowns from Hunt. If he can stay healthy, right? He I mean, healthy, that's, yeah. that's, that's the trick. And Hunt's going to go up and up in value. So hopefully your draft is today. Because come next week, I think I think you're right. I think Hunt is going to only show while Ware well, we is injured. Well, we swapped him. We did a straight swap from where Ware we was did. for Hunt. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to do a straight one-for-ones swap. So, now Spencer Ware was valued a lot lower than a lot of other RB1s. So, you're still going to get value there. Yes. But, I mean, if obviously, if you can draft sooner than that before he does jump all the way up, then you got even more value. But where the Ware is, I mean, I'll still take that for an RB1. Absolutely. Even with a few touchdowns being vultured. All right, it's that time again. We're going to take a quick moment to thank another awesome sponsor, pristineauction.com. That is P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, auction.com. Pristine Auction is the perfect place to find that perfect piece of sports memorabilia. You can get a signed football for Rob Kelly for under $6. I think that says something about him in fantasy. I don't know. I'm just saying maybe we want to slow it down. In what world Spack can you get up? anything from a professional athlete that is currently playing for like $5? I'll tell you, in I Canada, I'm pretty I, sure you can't buy anything for under I, $6. That is true. My burgers are $16. My beers are like 10 Oh, my gosh. We just got told, go to uh, 
someplace fast food restaurant that America has. I won't say the name out loud. And the, the burger that you can get for like $4 is 11 bucks. I just love that. Gosh, yeah. you Canadians, you've got it. You got it done. I was told it's to make you not go to fast food joints, which makes complete sense to me as well. Big Mac is worth more than Rob Kelly. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> what a deal. What a deal. So go check it out right now. PristineAuction.com. Quick, free to register, free to bid. Lots of great items. Again, that is PristineAuction.com. Well, let's dive into our show. It's going to be all about the rookies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever done a solid rookie show before. No. Um, we're going to do a little bit into Dynasty, which were our show's not typically Dynasty. We like to do standard and PPR leagues or we should say non-PPR links now is kind of the thing. Um, but we're going to get into it. And, of course, there's plenty of rookies that are going to be drafted in your standard leagues and your PPR leagues, so it's, it's just fine. It, it, we'll cover all bases. So, first of all, Dynasty is a league that you keep almost all of your players, and there's keeper leagues as well. You can keep one or two players. Um, but the more players you keep, the tougher the league is. So, in Dynasty, typically, you're going to have, let's say, 30 guys that you draft. You're going to keep 24 of them. You drop six of them for your redraft, which is going to be rookies and free agents. Um, so, there's a lot of rookies this year. There are. A lot of pretty good, decent rookies. Uh, Ashley, let's start off with the top rookie running backs. We have Fournette. Mm-hmm. We have McCaffrey, which is our homeboy, because we are Bronco fans, as we all know. Uh, so Eddie's son. And then we have Cook, Mixon, and Hunt that we already kind of briefly talked about. Which running back do you think will have the biggest impact this season? So not, let's say, we're not planning on for Dynasty, but in this season, which guy's your guy? Well, I mean, it's just an immediate impact immediately for Dynasty, but um, really love Christian McCaffrey. I, I just I think he's such an impact player, um, and again, he just he really fits well in that offense. Where, where I'm concerned is the fact that we haven't had Cam Newton back yet, because Cam Newton is also, as we discussed earlier, the sister pointed out, he's not great with passes that are ten yards or shorter. That's not his strength. He's one of the last in the league for that in terms of. Um, the percentage he throws so they do have to shift their entire offense to work McCaffrey into that now McCaffrey has been primarily running though so what we thought coming in was that they were going to use him as a pass catching back roll with Jonathan Stewart as your bell cow but we haven't really been seeing that we've been seeing McCaffrey running the ball so I think they're just going to kind of keep everybody fresh and rotate and use McCaffrey, you know, still as a pass catching bag, but not to the extent that we thought that he would, or that may shift as the season goes on once we have Cam in there working and feeling comfortable with it. So I, I really love McCaffrey, but I also really like Dalvin Cook a lot, a lot, a lot, because Latavius Murray is not as much a concern to me as, you know, as Jonathan Stewart is. Jonathan Stewart's going to take a lot more carries than, Del, you know, than Latavius Murray ever could. Murray may come in because Alvin Cook is struggling with the pass blocking. And so when you struggle as a pass blocker, which most rookie running backs always do, you aren't in as many offensive snaps because you have to be able to pass protect. So they're working on that with Cook. I think he will get better, but therefore you may have Murray coming in just for the pass protection. But I don't think he's going to be taking any of his touches. He's just in for a different reason on that play. So I think that Cook is going to be more of that true back. He's going to be that bell cow there, whereas Christian McCaffrey's a bit more of a specialized back. But he's just been so explosive that when you give McCaffrey the ball, he's been breaking off for really big plays. So 
there's that upside I think is kind of better and more fun with McCaffrey but Cook is just really really solid and I think especially for years to come with Dynasty he's going to be really solid because he is that bell cow versus here's, kind of that here's my thing with hybrid. Christian McCaffrey right you have to get him super high and I feel like with specialized running backs like that like Danny Woodhead I have a fantasy league called Mrs. Johnson Woodhead you can judge but uh, I love Woodhead and I just feel like it takes a moment for coaches to really grasp how to utilize how them. to use utilize a guy like that who's little, fast. You don't want to hurt him. I think the coaches fear they're gonna he's gonna get hurt, so they don't use him properly, and it takes a moment. I I'm concerned about that. It seems in preseason that yeah they're using him more in the running game than the passing mm-hmm. game, which is I think where he's gonna blow up. But hopefully. It'll happen sooner than later. But with he's him. proved his toughness. I mean, I think, like you said, people are concerned that he's fragile. You know? Yeah. I, no, I don't he's think not. that's a concern. He at wouldn't all. be here if that's what the We've case was. We've had plenty right? of small backs that do just fine in the NFL. So I, I think they're testing the water. I think, I think it's because we haven't had Cam Newton in the offense to really figure that out. That's why they're running him. So. And again, if you go to herfantasyfootball.com/slash/cheatsheet, we also have it broken down by strength of schedule, and we just mentioned calf. McCaffrey and Cook. So Cook, in the first one to 16, basically your whole season, he has the sixth easiest schedule, right? So that's, or the eighth easiest schedule, excuse me. That's awesome. McCaffrey has the second easiest schedule. And the second easiest schedule for regular seasons. And both of them have a little bit tougher schedules during your playoffs. Just so you know. They're about that 24th range. So in your playoffs, they may have a harder time. But with that said, they're going to have all year to be getting into those offenses. I love anybody from the Panthers this year. I am all in on the Panthers. I think the value for any of them are great. Maybe not McCaffrey. But other than that, they're all fantastic value, and they have the best schedule Ever. But for Dynasty, the value. And I just want to remind you, maybe not. But for Dynasty, you can't. Right. Cam Newton may not be a rookie, so I shouldn't even be talking about him. But when he had the easiest schedule in the NFL two years ago, he was the MVP of the league. He has the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. I'm just saying, you can get him in the ninth round, which is crazy value for Cam Newton. For redrafts, yeah. For redrafts, yes. Yes, absolutely. All right, if you had to pick one for the long haul, Ashley, for dynasty purposes, which running back are you going to take? You already said to I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go McCaffrey, and this will be maybe because I'm a bit of a homer because Eddie Mack is my favorite player of all time. That man was so resilient. That guy would just get laid out in the center of the field and play over and over and over again. And this guy again, he's proved it. He did have some injury concerns in college. I will grant you that, but he looks really good. I think he's got good head on his shoulders. I get concerned with that with some rookies, as we have seen some of them. I won't name names, or maybe a little less couth than others, and I get concerned that they may get into issues with the league. Uh, I don't have that concern with McCaffrey at all. And I think the talent is there, and I think he can be utilized. I think whether he went to any team, he's got such an interesting multiple-faceted skill set that he will be used for many years to come, regardless of where he would be. Well, you've noticed out of those top five running backs, Ashley's mentioned nothing about Joe Mixon. She's very passionate about Joe Mixon. So, Ashley, why don't you let everybody know how you feel about Mr. Mixon? It was funny. Brand and I got into, like, a legitimate screaming match before we came to Canada. And not just once. Um, because I do the running back rankings and I just I have such a hard time drafting Joe Mixon in the third when he's not the starter now do I think he's more talented than Jeremy Hill 
Yes. Do I think that Joe Mixon will be the starting running back when all is said and done? Yes. But to draft Joe Mixon in the third, you have to pass legitimate starters who are good starters to get him. Now, Dynasty is different. Would I draft Joe Mixon as a Dynasty player? Yes, obviously, I'm not crazy. I would draft Joe Mixon. But if I'm doing a redraft, I am not taking Joe Mixon in the third. I'm not doing it because I will not get the value that I need from him as a third-round pick if he's not starting week one. I'm not going to get that. So for me, I would have to pass someone that I will be able to get those points for. Now, I do think he will start at some point in time, but for me, this isn't the season. Whereas with Dynasty, of course, you're gonna put him on your team because you have him for all those years to come and that's not an issue. But with redraft, no, I am not, no no shape am I ever taking Joe Mixon this year. It's too much. Well, let's look back at 2016. We have uh, Mr. Jeremy Hill with only 839 rushing yards. Jeremy Hill's still there. Giovanni Bernard's still there. He had 337 mm-hmm. yards rushing plus the 337 yards kept receiving. But Jeremy Hill did have nine touchdowns. Nine, yeah. Okay, so the- Jeremy Hill's still there. So he's still going to have a couple. So that means that Joe Mixon's numbers are not third-round quality, right? But for even, Dynasty, even any way you slice it. Dynasty, you're looking, that's your floor, though, right? If you right. take Jeremy Hill and say, I think Jeremy Mixon will produce the same value minimum of the floor of Jeremy Hill... Jeremy Hill was the 19th highest scoring running back in standard leagues last year. You wouldn't believe that if you watched him. The guy is atrocious, and you're like, this guy is no talent. But then you're like, wow, this actually was at RB2 last year. When all is said and done, points-wise, he was. So if you take that as your floor for Mixon, which maybe not this year because, again, we're going to have a bit of a committee, but next year certainly Mixon will be the guy. And, again, if this is a dynasty, you want to lock him in. That's your floor. He's certainly more talented than Jeremy Hill. So he'll get at least 800 yards. He'll get nine touchdowns. That is absolutely worth your pick. But for me this year right now, redraft, I can't do it. All right. We talked a little bit about Rob Kelly and Washington Redskins. What about the rookie there? You think he's going to take over the role? Samaje Piran. I just love saying Samaje's name, to be honest with you. It's amazing. Uh, I, I think he will take over the role. This season? Maybe not this season. Okay. I don't. I, I like Rob Kelly and I like Samaje, but I think this is more of an organizational issue than a talent and player issue. I don't think they know what to do with their team. I don't think they know what to do with their backfield. I think they haven't known for years on how to figure that out. And they obviously don't have a lot of confidence in Rob Kelly as they've just kind of they've kind of just jerked him around the last few years. So to me, I think that Samaji's got a very good chance of being the starter. I don't know if it is this year, but I hate their, again, for, I hate their for dynasty, level. yes, Samaje will overtake Rob Kelly and is right. worth the pick. Yeah, I I hate Washington's commitment level with their running backs. It seems like they never can stick to one person, right? No, they can't. They can't. And it's not even a running back by committee. It's like they start somebody new every single time. It's like it's not like they have a game plan that they stick to every every week. It's that each time they try to do something different with the running game that just never seems to mash out well. So it's kind of I find that frustrating, and I think I'm I think I'm with you. I think I'm gonna probably try to stay away from them all. All right, a lot of buzz about Chris Carson and James Conner. Um, you're not drafting them, are you? Dynasty, um, I would consider it because you get so deep at that point. Dynasty, sure. I mean, there's not a guarantee that they're going to make make the teams, right? But my thing that I love about James Conner is you've got an organization that is historically a ground-and-pound team, right? They, they love to run. But Bell is young, you know, and so he's still there. As of right now, he is still there. 
Um, and you've got a lot of people ahead of him. You've got Fitzgerald Toussaint, you've got Niall Davis, Terrell Watson, Trey Williams. I mean, there's people in front of him on the depth chart. But again, you know, he's, he's a rookie, so he can certainly move up. And what I do like about his potential is, you know, Big Ben has been dangling the retirement in front of I us know. for I don't know I how know. long. This is and it. This is it. This is his last this is, year. This might be my last year. Maybe not. Maybe he comes <laughs> back. Could be. Who knows, right? But clearly he's at a point where he's legitimately considering retirement. Right. So at that point, especially when you have a new quarterback, you run, you run and you run and you run until your wide receivers and quarterback can find that chemistry. So if you can, you know, if he can hold on, I think Big Ben maybe has one more year in him. Maybe if he doesn't retire at the end of this year. But I think if you can hold on to him, he's going to be in a good position where he could get a lot of touches potentially again, all pending what happens with Bell. But when you're digging this deep, you're just looking for that upside, and I think because of the organization, he has the upside. All right. Unfortunately, the top three rookie wide receivers are injured. Does that worry you about dr- drafting Corey Davis, John Ross, and Mike Williams in regular leagues, or are you just sticking to them in the dynasty? Um, I'm probably just sticking to them in dynasty just because there's so many good wide receivers. Wide receiver is so deep right now. I don't think I need to take a chance on a guy that's injured at the moment um, that's a rookie wide receiver. Because rookie wide receivers, I mean, there's obviously been some that have done incredibly well. But for the most part, it takes them a season or two to really get under their feet underneath them. So I don't, I'm don't. i more likely to take a rookie running back than I am a rookie wide receiver, to be honest with you. But if it's obviously in Dynasty, then yeah, these guys have massive talent and will be the top wide receivers at some point in time. And I'm okay with the fact that they're injured because I have other wide receivers I'm starting in my lineup over them anyway, regardless. But with Dynasty, yeah, I'm building for the future, so I want these guys. Now, none of them have any injuries that are super concerning to me you know, long-term-wise, so yeah, go ahead and draft them. But in redrafts, I'm really not, not going there. Not going there. Corey Davis is going in the tenth round, so that's that's some value. value there, yeah. Um, he could be the stud. Uh, let's see. We got Zay Jones though. Zay Jones may be the number one guy in Buffalo come week one. You can get him in the eleventh round. Are you going to draft him in both leagues? Yeah, yeah. Eleventh round. Zay Jones will be the number one. The right Bills are awful there. though. You concerned? They are. They are. They are. They are I mean, they're really bad. They, they are really bad. They are, but. The thing is, is that they got to throw somebody there. And the likelihood that LaShawn McCoy gets hurt at some point in time, probably pretty high is LaShawn McCoy. At least for a few weeks he'll be out, I'm sure. And Zay Jones really is a talented player. I think that he will certainly do well enough to warrant an 11th round pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think that we, we have this discussion a lot around some players um, in regards to, okay, they're on a bad team but they're still the top wide receiver on this team, right? So someone has to get thrown to, and he's going to be the guy that's going to catch the balls. So, and especially now that Anquan Bolden retired, we had a whole issue of basically everyone that they have is a slot receiver. So they've been trying to figure out how, who's going to actually go where when they all are natural slots. So I think Anquan was going to be the slot, retired to go do well for the country. Um, so I think this is a good thing for Zay. I think he's going to be able to grow with this team. I'm excited for him. And again, the 11th round, there's value. You take a wide receiver, number wide receiver one on any team other than the Jets, right? 
Are you going to take away the Jets? <laughs> I mean, can you name them wide receiver one? No. I would I would not take mm-hmm. it, no. And it probably won't be the same the in week one. That's true. I usually say any, any wide receiver one on a team, I will say, but I don't think I could do that with the Jets. Nope. There's just the one for mm. Jets. Would you take a flyer on a Jet player right now? I own. On a Jet receiver? I Well, I own the quarterback you situation. Quarterback, That's even worse. It was not, it was an accident. I mean, it was by fault. I was drinking and I waited on a quarterback, a two quarterback league, 16 play teams. I guess, I mean, the issue for me is there's not enough upside with the Jets, right? There's at least upside with taking a wide receiver on the Rams. There's upside to taking that risk. There's upside to taking the risk for me with a receiver in Buffalo. I can't think of any upside with me taking a wide receiver one on the Jets. No upside. No, I can't think of any upside to that. So, no, I guess you're right. You called me out. There is not. There is one team that I would not take. I will say for quarterbacks, the Jets have one of the top schedules in regular season. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's just like A.J. Green has a really tough schedule. That doesn't matter. Yeah, it's bad. All right. Which rookie are you aiming for towards the end of the draft? I really like Cooper Cup a lot. Do you like Cooper Cup? I do. You know, I I was a little bit down on the Rams earlier because, again, they're the Rams. But he's a starting wideout. And as we said, he's he's a starting wideout on an NFL team that that will throw – um, any, I, oddly enough, I like the fact that he has an inexperienced quarterback in Jared Goff yeah. because I think they could actually grow together. I think that they could sit there and really find a good chemistry, kind of the way I, this is by no means my comparing Brady and Edelman to Jared Goff and Cooper Cup because that'd be ludicrous. But that is such a partnership, right? When you sit there, when I think of Brady, I, I think of Edelman, honestly. I do. I probably mm-hmm. think of Edelman more than I think of Gronk because there is just such that. They just have that chemistry. You know what I mean? It's like they both know what they're going to do before they even do it. It's one of those kind of situations. And I think that Cooper Cup and Jared Goff could really form that kind of a bond. So I think that it would be really interesting to see how they're going to be in a few years. And I think he can make an impact for you this year. I mean, we've seen that in preseason. He's been doing incredibly well. Yeah, I think Goff looks for him. He does. He does. I I really like Kenny Galladay. Uh, He's just a big boy. I like that. 6'4", 220 pounds. He's huge. Ashley's all up in Matthew Stafford this year, aren't you? I really am. Yeah. I, I'm probably like irrationally all up on Matthew Stafford this year. but. And then when it comes to Dynasty, Tate is 29 years old mm-hmm. and Jones is 27, so that's not spring did it chickens. Su- did it surprise you that Golden Tate is older than Marvin Jones? Yes. I don't know... I feel like Marvin Jones has been in the league for forever. I feel like he's been in the league longer than Golden Tate, too. So, and I, I was like, wow. He's two years older than Marvin Jones. But here's, you know, here's the thing is that both of them are kind of inconsistent in terms of, you know, in regard to Tate and Jones. And so I think Galladay has got an opportunity to really solidify a position for himself there. Even, even if they start doing more, you know, wide receiver three sets, that's fine. But I think he's really got a good opportunity to position himself to really have a specialized role there. I totally agree. All right, rookie quarterbacks are always scary. Kaiser could be the starter come week one. It's still up in the air for the Cleveland Browns. But in a two-quarterback league, are you willing to draft him? Oh, she's scratching her uh, head, folks. You can't see it, but that's what she's doing. She's scratching her head. I I would. Um, in a deep league, if I've got – there's a lot of teams. Two-quarterback league, yeah, yeah. I, in two quarterback leagues, I actually like taking three quarterbacks. So I would sure. take him as my third. I'm not sure I'd take him as my second, but I, w- I would take him as a third quarterback. I think he's got a lot of potential. 
Um, you know, I, yeah, the Browns have not been great with their history of quarterbacks, let's be honest. So I don't know how I feel about him. Well, actually, maybe it makes me feel better about him, honestly, with Dynasty, because it might mean he might not always be a Brown, and there might be a good future for him somewhere else. But That's me. Um, That's me. But, you know, I, I actually think this was a really good move. I feel like they're on the up and up. Is that weird to say? Is it weird to say I think the Browns might actually start drafting well and building a team that could actually have a future together? No, I don't think it's weird at all. I'm pretty sure we say it every single year. So I, think I know every year we're optimistic for the Browns. That, that is very true. But I almost feel like we should um, just Bashing this year, so maybe they do maybe well. Maybe they'll do well. You know, I think there's a lot of talent there. I really do. And why, I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you go with Kaiser over Brock? I don't think they feel they have a, a future with Brock, per se. At Nobody this point has in time. a future so with Brock. Why not? His wife doesn't even think she has why a future not? with Brock. That's not no, I don't even know if he's married. I don't even know if he's married. All right, if you could pick one rookie quarterback to start that will be starting for their team in week six, let's say. You think it's going to be Deshaun Watson will take over for Tom Savage, or you think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes for Alex Smith? I think it will be uh, Deshaun Watson. He could be good this year. He could year. be good. I, for me, it's the Andy Reid factor with Mahomes. Yeah. Because, you know. He's an old-timer. He doesn't like new tricks. He doesn't. Well, you know, he likes Smith. I mean, obviously he knows that Mahomes is talented. I don't think that's the issue. That's but why they drafted him. Clearly. Sure. But I think, I don't think he's going to sit there and pull Alex Smith midway through. Because, again, what bothers people about Alex Smith fantasy-wise, and no one's going to disagree with you, is that Alex Smith is a game manager. Alex Smith is never going to win you the game, but he's also not going to lose you your game. And so is Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, you know. He's a game manager, he's, too. He's a game manager as well. And, again, he doesn't care about fantasy football. He cares about NFL football. And so he, as long as he's winning games, he doesn't care. The Chiefs have done well the last few years, so why rock the boat? Now they have Mahomes. They know that Smith is not going to be the long-term guy down the road. I mean, Smith, you know, I want to say he's old, but he's going to get older. So this was a good move from them. But I don't think that, you know, he's going to have an impact this year, whereas Deshaun Watson definitely could be the guy. So redraft, I am taking um, – I might take Mahomes actually in a redraft, not this year, but next year I would maybe draft him over Watson. But this year, if I'm doing Dinah, um, excuse me, redraft, it is Watson. It's Watson this year. I just want to check here and see how old is Mr. Alex Smith. He's got to be up there, right? 33 years old. I mean, for quarterback, that's not dead yet. But Well, it's hard because I feel like Tom Brady is setting like a really weird new standard now where – Everybody thinks you can go until you're 50. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just Alex Smith's kind of like the backup quarterback who always starts. So I think that they're ready to move on to brighter and shiner. But not this year. Do you think they're going to move no. on this year? Uh, I, I They would have know. to be doing pretty bad to move off away I I, from Smith right Yeah, now. they'd have to be doing really bad, and it's With, possible. Now, if Andy Reid wasn't the coach, yeah, there's a very good chance. But Andy Reid's the coach. It's true. He's an old-timer. All right, we think this year is the rookies, like the tight end rookies are the, the best, yeah. don't it's you think? It's actually a pretty exciting year for tight ends. Yeah, it is. O.J. Howard is standing alone for tight end rookies when it comes to the draft. Do you think he will be the guy over Cameron Bray in Tampa Bay, or do you think people are just way overdrafting him? Well, first of all, let me say I just I inherited a dynasty league, and I, I, I looked at my players this year, and I realized I have no tight ends. Like, I literally only have two, period, on my entire roster. One of them I dropped because it's Gary Barnage, so he hasn't landed on a team, and so I can't, I can't reasonably keep him. 
And then my other tight end is a fourth string tight end. Uh, I think it was Jarrell Williams, I want to say his name is, from the Giants. And so that's not going to help me out a whole lot either. So I'm very thankful that this is a year of tight ends because I, I need it. But in regards to O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait, I don't know if it's a and or, or situation in the sense that they're both going to do well. I think that they legitimately will be running two tight end sets. I do think that Cameron Brait is somebody that may be – a little bit more of a red zone target than O.J. Howard, but O.J. Howard is a really complete tight end. I think that he will be the next Greg Olson in regards to he is a guy who could play 95% of the offensive snaps because he can block and he can catch. Nowadays, there's a lot of tight ends that really can't block. It's very bizarre to me that you have a position that has been historically necessary to be able to block and a lot of them are not very good at blocking but oj howard is so to me i really love the longevity potentials of oj howard i think his hands are just going to get better but i don't think that it's going to be one over the other i think they're going to use both of them i think they're going to use both of them a lot the only other tight end that's really going off the board is evan ingram for the giants he's getting Mm -hmm. a lot nice amount of playing time you know obj is hurt we don't know how serious it is um if he'll be missing any time at all if it's something that could get worse we don't know but other than evan ingram we got quite a few other tight ends ashley is there any other rookie tight end that stands out to you um well i'm gonna say david njoku because i've already drafted him in a league and it might just be wishful thinking that i need him to do well (laughs) You know, yes, he is a Brown, but they did cut Gary Barnage the very next day. So what does that tell you? That's right. And Gary Barnage was a top five tight end two years ago. Yeah, he was injured and hurt last year, but they just, they dropped him. Like, it was just done. They were done. You know, so that tells me that there's a lot of faith in Njoku. He hasn't had the best preseason, but I think he's somebody that will be able to grow. I think this offense needs to figure it out. I think this is a classic team that would have been in a better situation if they have already declared a quarterback so this team could actually gel. Well, and if Kaiser's the quarterback, I mean, you know how I feel about, about, I was saying, about rookies. There's a very good chance you're going to have a rookie quarterback, and then you're going to have that tight end. I mean, it's not ideal that you've got two rookies in terms of tight end and quarterback combo, but again, they can grow together, and sometimes that's good. There's practice there. There's a comfortability of you want to ask another rookie to go, you know, do some of the throw passes with you and such. So I think that he could have a good potential. I think that he's dropping a little bit because he hasn't had the best preseason. But I think you're rolling the dice on all tight ends usually, so especially rookie tight ends. I mean, O.J. Howard's really the only tight end that's been a rookie recently for the most part that people have been really excited about. So you know, I'll have to tell you, I love Gerald Everett out for the L.A. Rams. I think that he is one of those guys you could take with your last pick overall. Um, he's not always being picked up, but I wouldn't leave him on the I wouldn't leave him on the waiver wire. I think he's going to be the guy. And Jared Goff is basically a rookie. You know, I mean, he's basically a rookie. And if they're going to pick him with their first pick overall, and they didn't have a first-round pick, so they picked in the second round. But if they're going to pick him and it's the L.A. Rams who need so much, Mm -hmm. that's saying something about this guy, right? So I I think Gerald Everett could be um, the best rookie tight end this year. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I think the Rams are coming back. For this year, yeah. I will say, though, for Dynasty-wise, I do like Jake Butt in Denver. 
Um, again, he's not really going to do much for you this year, more than likely. Um, but they plan on him being a big part of their offense when he is actually healthy. And, you know, historically, the Broncos have been able to utilize their tight ends. It kind of ebbs and flows. depends on the offense they're running. And quite honestly, the talent. We haven't really had a lot of talent in the tight end position in quite some time. So he was very well sought after. And then he tore his ACL in his bowl game. So he fell on the draft. So to some extent... He, we got really good value from where we got him, and I think that they are going to utilize him once healthy. Uh, and again, in Dynasty, certainly get him, because I think in certainly a year, two years' time, he will be worth that pick. Yeah, and same with Adam Shaheen, I think, for the tight end, or for the Chicago Bears. He's a big guy, six foot six, 270 pounds. I mean, just a big dude. Not the best blocker, but there's time to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So in Dynasty, if you can wait a year or two, he could be legit. And uh, in standard leagues, you do not draft this guy. Let's just say that. You no. do not need to draft him. You're but not drafting him standard. Keep an eye on him. And redraft, you're not doing that. But Dynasty, yeah. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be willing to risk it. Be willing to risk it. All right, Ashley. Is there any other rookies you want to touch on before we head out of here? No. Because no. we got to go get to our SiriusXM show, which everyone should tune into here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, we are on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Network from 9 to 11 Eastern tonight, Saturday night. So come on over and listen to us. Also, we are still here in Toronto in Mississauga at the Fantasy Sports Show. So go to their website, enter the promo code HERFFB1 to get $2 off your tickets. For tomorrow. For tomorrow. And thanks again to our lovely, lovely sponsors, pristineauction.com. That is P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Lots of fun stuff to buy. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Go get your Rob Kelly football. Fandala, make you holla. That's right. It is National Draft Day, so make sure you go over to HerFantasyFootball.com slash cheat sheet, print that off, take it to your draft. We've got two different forms, the basic cheat sheet that will be fabulous for you beginners um, and all the way up. We've been using it in every single draft we've been using. And then there's also the one that has the schedule, um, strength of schedule broken down for each player as well, which is just awesome to have there as a... Nice little tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, yeah. yeah. You're kind of debating between got two guys. It kind of leans you one way or the other. Strength of schedule isn't everything, but it's a good base to look at. Yeah. Good, nice little stat fact. So uh, we will be back on our normal routine next week. So we will be posting our show on Thursday so you can listen to us then. <sighs> it's almost regular season. Almost. Yay, next week is a relevant week. So we'll just be catching you up and making sure we have no more injured players during practice. All right, until next time, no more faking it.